Upside Down Locked On Anaheim Ducks. More postponements in the National Hockey League. What are we doing exactly? And a preview of tonight's Ducks game. All of this on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. How's it going on this Tuesday morning? I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez covering hockey for over a decade. A reminder, you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or wherever podcasts can be heard. Also, don't forget to ask your smart device to play Locked on Anaheim Ducks, and perhaps you'll hear my dulcet tones on the other side. Also, make sure to rate five stars, comment, and subscribe if you really love this podcast. Also, also, follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Follow me personally at StimpyJD. And once again, Thank you to all the new listeners, all the new followers. I greatly appreciate it. And hopefully you guys will keep sending in those emails. Our next email segment will be in a week and a half. We had one just this past Friday. I invite you to listen to that past podcast where we had a mailbag. And also Cal Demetrius from Locked on Sharks came on. Believe it or not, I kind of had it right. I predicted that the Ducks would score three points in the standings. And lo and behold, the Ducks actually got three points in the standings. One shootout, one win. Hey, I'll take it. So our next mailbag episode will be February 19th. So just a reminder on that. All right, so we're going to keep this episode rather short today because there has been some news in the National Hockey League. Not all of it good. Uh, Let's start with the big news that there have been multiple new COVID cases in the NHL. The NHL announced that two additional Buffalo Sabres games, February 11th and 13th versus Washington, and three more New Jersey Devils contests, which are February 11th and 13th versus the Flyers, and February 15th versus Boston, and this is important, two Minnesota Wild games, February 11th versus the Blues, and February 13th at the Kings. Those are scrapped. They've been postponed as a result of the NHL's COVID protocols. A decision on the three teams' resumption of practice and gameplay will be made by the league's NHL players' associations and clubs' medical groups in the coming days. All three organizations have and will continue to follow all recommended guidelines aimed at protecting the health and safety of their players, staff, and community at large as set by the NHL local, state, and national agencies. Okay, I always hate seeing that last statement, first off, that the organizations will continue to follow all the guidelines and try to protect the health of the players. If they were more serious about protecting the health of the players, they would be more stringent in having the players not go anywhere because somehow the players are still catching it, maybe be more stringent as to where the players are going on allowing them to go with their families because not Everyone is vaccinated yet. It's just not happening at the moment. What are we doing? We're still playing these games without a bubble setting. The reason I was a little bit more enthused about having playoff hockey last year was because it was in a bubble setting. But more importantly, it was a bubble setting in Canada. Look how many games have been lost in Canada. The answer? None. Zero games have been postponed. There have been very few, if any, cases at all in the North Division. 
they're doing something right. They're doing something different that we in the U.S. are simply not doing. I'm just stating a fact that there's been zero postponements in the Canadian division. So what are they doing that we're not? They're taking it a little more seriously. They have better protocols, maybe. Edmonton does have a very effective bubble because they have the rinks in there. They have everything set up so they can ensure the safety of the players. So why not go back to that bubble format for the playoffs? It worked before in Edmonton. If we're not vaccinated, why not try that maybe during the middle of the season? Because there sure as hell isn't much of a home ice advantage unless you're in cities that have crowds. Like, oh, I don't know, Nashville. Nashville had some fans for the first time in the season last night, mainly because it was reverse retro night, and I get it. They want to sell jerseys. They want to promote reverse retro. I get it. First time fans were allowed in Nashville. Also, Dallas has allowed fans. Florida has allowed fans. Arizona's allowed fans also. I think they're at 20% capacity, which is kind of their normal attendance anyway. Sorry. Sorry, Rob. But... Arizona has never exactly sold out their games. So to have fans there is not that massive of a consequence because they're already spread out during the regular games in 2019-2020 anyway. So what's a few fewer fans? What is that? Not much. So that's where I stand on this. I'm still not sure exactly what these other divisions the metro division is the one sorry the east division has been getting hit very hard the sabers the devils you know the florida teams there they've been hit somewhat minnesota has been hit very hard so i look at all those teams they're not doing something right and frankly the nhl needs to take a step back and realize that what's happening here is they're going to lose so many games and they're going to be in a huge time crunch towards the end of the season. Uh, other teams that have been hit hard. Uh, Chicago has been hit kind of hard. Minnesota, I mentioned. Jersey, I've mentioned. Uh, Washington, they were hit somewhat hard earlier in the season. And I know fans were really pissed off that there was so many people at the Super Bowl. Look, most of the people that attended the Super Bowl were vaccinated. So, you know, just cut some slack what fans were ticked off a little bit about was that the tampa bay lightning all got together yes it was a common room so technically it's okay and they're all masked but would i be surprised if i see more cases from tampa bay not necessarily so we'll talk more about the minnesota post moments again this is a shorter episode we're going to talk about that after the first intermission but foist Let's talk about rockauto.com, which has all the parts your car will ever need, whether you're a classic car collector like the one and only Tamu Solani, Rock Auto has the parts for you for your Aston Martins, your Ferraris, even your regular cars like your Toyotas and your Chevys and your Fords. They've been owned and operated, sorry, family owned and operated for over two decades. Why pay full retail when you could pay half the price at rockauto.com? In the How Did You Hear About Us box, tell them that Locked On Ducks sent you. Once again, that is rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Coming up after the first intermission, 
we're going to talk about how these postponements might affect the Anaheim Ducks. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, brought to you by Rock Auto. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. And before we move on, February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Once again, that's Locked On Presents More Than the Game. Check it out on the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, so I mentioned that there's been a bunch of postponements in the NHL and Minnesota being one of the more important postponements in the league. How might this affect the Ducks? Well, I talked about the fact that the Ducks have a weekend off. They have games on Tuesday and Thursday, Then they have the entire President's Day weekend off before playing again on, I want to say, Monday. So they have all those days off. What could they possibly do with those days off? Well, let's think about one thing. The Wild have postponed games against St. Louis and Los Angeles. They were supposed to play that February 13th game in L.A. So the Kings now have a day off. The Ducks already have those days off. So there's an obvious solution, right? Just have the Ducks play at the Kings February 13th. I mean, let's think about it. The ice is already available. The Kings are not playing. The Lakers are not playing. The Clippers are not playing. Staples Center could be vacant at that time. So why not just move one of those late season games over there? Look, the Ducks were playing five games in a row against the Kings. But the Golden Knights game, that got moved to April 23rd. So already you have games against Vegas on the 16th, 18th, and 23rd of April. So no more of this five games in a row, only four games in a row. Oh, boo-hoo. So let's just make it obvious here. Just move the 20th, the April 20th game. (laughs) Ha ha ha, 420, (laughs) ha funny. Um, Get your jokes out now. 420 against the Kings, ha ha ha. You done? Okay, so move the April 20th game at Staples Center to this weekend. You have the ice, you have the time, you have the days off. So that's the obvious time to do it. That way the Ducks will have three games in a row against Vegas, but at least those games will be home. So the Ducks actually have a chance to win one of those games. And then you naturally still have four games in a row against the Kings, April 26th. April 28th, April 30th, and May 1st. So you still have the four games in a row. And then you have three games in a row against Vegas on the 16th, 18th, 23rd. So then what could happen is you could have the game tonight at Vegas, the game on the 11th at Vegas, then the 13th at the Kings, then the 15th at the Sharks. Boom, you just took care of a four-game road trip right there. That can be done and over with before the Kings, sorry, the Ducks return home for two before the Kings resume play because the Kings now have those Fridays and Sunday off as well. 
So it's just, it's too perfect of a solution that the NHL wouldn't do it. Let's face it. Are, is the NHL actually going to do something like this? Probably not. Should they? Yes. The reason they should is just in case there are more postponements down the line. You never know, folks. Maybe Minnesota could get some cases. Maybe there could be a breakout in St. Louis or Vegas or San Jose or Arizona or, God forbid, the Ducks. Luckily, the Ducks have had no one enter COVID protocol. They've been very fortunate in that so far this season. And let's hope it stays that way for the entirety of this season. But, again... Just do it, NHL. Just move the games up. I mentioned this on Twitter. Yes, there are multiple positive tests on the Minnesota side of things. The Ducks have three days off. Maybe they don't need those days off. Maybe they can just get through the grind of it now. And it makes too much sense. So that's what could happen. And I know that this is starting to get some traction because the Kings announcer has mentioned this. Uh, one of the Ducks announcers has mentioned this. So... Let's get it done, NHL. Let's just do it. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission right away. But first, let's talk about betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Now that football season is over, that doesn't mean that there aren't other sports going on like the NBA, NCAA basketball, and the NHL. BetOnline has the lines for you and all the prop bets that you could ever find including the odds to win the Stanley Cup. So go to betonline.ag right now, enter promo code LOCKEDON, and that'll get you a 50% welcome bonus. Once again, promo code LOCKEDON gets you a 50% welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And after the intermission, we're going to preview tonight's game. Stay locked in. Back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez as the Ducks begin a two-game set tonight against the Vegas Golden Knights. Look, I'm not going to lie here. The Vegas Golden Knights are one of the best teams in the National Hockey League right now. The Ducks would consider themselves lucky if they get two points out of this series. In fact, the Ducks should be jumping up and down if they can steal two points from Vegas this coming week because I've mentioned this before Vegas has beaten the Ducks every single meeting except twice and that is it two out of 14 meetings they have the Ducks number let's be honest here the Ducks are not world beaters they're not going to beat Vegas in a seven game series if they were to meet in the playoffs just throw it out there just being honest but if the Ducks can steal two points maybe just maybe they can kind of climb in the standings a little bit and give the fans some kind of hope. But come on, this is the Vegas Golden Knights. Look at the team they have. They are stacked with a ton of talent. They have uh, Bill, Will Carlson. I call him Bill. But, you know, it's it's Wild Bill Carlson. Then you have the Corsi King, Jonathan Marcheseau. He's been great. Max Pacioretty, Ryan Reeves. Even Chandler Stevenson has been doing okay this season. Mark Stone, Alex Tuck, Alec Martinez, Shea Theodore, Alex Petrangelo. The list goes on. Oh, and by the way, they have Robin Leonard and Marc-Andre Fleury in goal. How are you going to get past them? Well, 
I'll tell you how they could possibly get past them. Marc-Andre Fleury has been spectacular this season so far. Gee, imagine that. They split the goaltending duties. Leonard's played five games. Marc-Andre's played four. Then again, Vegas has had to miss a couple games or postpone a couple games because of COVID protocols. So, yeah, Vegas has only played nine games. Anaheim's played 13. Robin Leonard has been 3-1-1. He's been okay. Marc-Andre Fleury has a perfect 4-0 record, a save percentage of 944. Are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. His goals against is 125. That is disgusting. Those are some sick numbers. Robin Leonard has sort of began to reveal some dents in his armor because he's 3-1-1. His save percentage is only 890, but look at his last uh, couple of games. He's let a couple slip through him. A couple five-hole. Robin Leonard... I don't want to say he's been struggling a little bit, but for him, he's been struggling a little bit. So if there's any goalie that the Ducks could possibly get past, it might be Robin Leonard. And if they're to score on him, it's going to be of the dirty goal variety or maybe five hole because he's been struggling with that lately. So if you're the Ducks, look five hole if you're on a two on one or on a breakaway somehow, go that route. Another way to do this, cross ice passing. Robin Leonard has some pretty good lateral movement. I honestly think Marc-Andre Fleury has better lateral movement. So if you're going up against Marc-Andre Fleury, maybe just go for the one-timers, go for the slap shots, and get a deflection. If you're against Robin Leonard, five-hole, or, you know, just tire him out. That's the best way to do it. Make him work. If the Ducks can get 30 shots up against Leonard, chances are he'll let two or three of them in. That's all I'm saying. As far as who to watch out for for Vegas. Okay, Vegas has a ton of talent on their players. They have plenty of guys that have scored more points than all the Ducks in mind. The Ducks are almost dead. No, they are dead last in scoring. They've only scored 1.8 goals per game. Despite the fact they exploded for four goals against San Jose on Friday night. They're still last in the league. They still have a 1.8. They're still on pace for under 100 goals this season. I know I joked about that before. Oh, there's no way they're going to score 100 goals in a season. No way. Yeah, they're on pace for just under 100. They could get there. I know I joked about it, but there's some seriousness to that too because their offense is that anemic. At least the defense is fine. They've allowed only two and a half goals all season. That's eighth in the league, but Vegas is better. They've allowed 2.3 goals against this season. They're the better team. Just going to put that out there. As far as the goalies, I've mentioned Robin Leonard, John Gibson right now, 4-4-3 with the 248 goals against and a 918 save percentage. Ryan Miller, 1-1 one one with a 234 goals against and a 916 save percentage. I mentioned this last time. Play Ryan Miller just slightly more, more than two games so far. You know, he should be playing three or four games By this point of the season, Gibby has to rest at least a little bit. I know Gibson is in his prime right now. I get that. And he is still one of the premier goalies in the league. That 248 goals against is good. The 918 is good. But as far as offense goes, who are your leading scorers? Max Comtois has six points. Okay, he leads the team. So does Carter Rowney. He also has six points. Those are your team leaders in points. That says a lot about your team. When those are your two leaders. As far as goals right now. 
Max Kota, he's got five goals. That leads the team in scoring. When it's your third or fourth line guys that are doing better than your first or second line guys, you know there's a problem there on offense. And it might have to do with who's on that first line, uh, who's pairing up. Derek Grant did move up to that first line, and it did show some improvements. Look at that fourth line. Nick Delorier. he's a man on a mission so far this season. Three goals, two assists, five points. He's been great. Ryan Getzloff, we don't know if he's going to come back yet this week or not. Likely he'll be back to full strength next week as he is still dealing with the lower body issue. Manson is still out. If you're looking for any defenseman to make a difference, it's going to be Yanni Hockenpah and Cam Fowler. They've been the two best defensemen on this team by far. No, Hampus Lindholm has been very good this season too. He's got five points himself. Actually, I like Hampus Lindholm so far this season. I think he's done an admirable job on defense. Maybe even a better job than Cam Fowler. And I hate to say this, but certainly a better job than Kevin Shattenkirk to begin this season. Shatty has got to just wake up from this fog he's in right now and see if he can contribute to this Ducks team. As far as the other side, Vegas, they're led by Mark Stone, who has three points, sorry, three goals and 11 assists for 14 points. He has more than double the total of the Ducks' leading score. That says a lot. As far as their defense, Shea Theodore has been a beast this year. Three goals, nine points. He's been very effective on the power play. He's been very good at getting just inside the blue line and getting some really good assists in there. But also, something that they're very good at, they're very good at those one-timers, those tic-tac-toe plays. That's something that the Ducks have to watch out for. Vegas is very apt at looking for the open man and getting those tic-tac-toe goals very quickly. They're fast at this. Alex Tuck, he has eight points. Max Pacioretty, six goals, five assists for 11 points. He leads the team in goals right now. So watch out for Max Pacioretty. He is a lethal shot. So that's your preview for the upcoming series. I think the Ducks will probably lose one. They could win one, but I'm going to be honest. I predict that the Ducks will get one point out of this series. They'll get one in overtime. They could be okay with getting one point out of Vegas. They should be thrilled if they get two points out of Vegas. If they can somehow get three or four points out of the Vegas Golden Knights, they should be jumping for joy. Then you could think, huh, maybe there is something to this team. Maybe they have a chance at the playoffs. This two-game series could determine a lot about this team and see what the Ducks are truly made of and see if they can break out of that slump against Vegas. But I'm going to be honest, I don't see it happening in this series. If Anaheim has a chance to take one or two games out of Vegas this season, it's going to come later at the Ponza for two reasons. One, they're at home. The Ducks play a little bit better at home. And it's the home ice advantage. Vegas, they're okay on the road. Two, the Knights will be tired by then. They still have to make up a plethora of games later in the season. So once it gets down to mid-late April, Vegas is going to be playing so many games that they could be a little bit tired by then. So that's, I think, the Ducks' best chances to win a couple of games from Vegas this season. Because they've never won more than one per season. So I'm just keeping it honest. But... That's the show for today. That's kind of a preview for tonight's game against Vegas. Again, thank you all so much for listening. 
Shout out to everyone that's listening overseas or in South America. I greatly appreciate all of you. So thank you. You can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. Also, make sure to rate five stars, comment, subscribe if you haven't already. And also, follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or follow my personal Twitter at StimpyJD. And make sure to check out the archive of episodes if you want to catch up. Uh, last week had some very good shows. We had Kyle Demetrius from Locked on Sharks. We had Sarah Avampato from Locked on Kings. That's a fun crossover, so check that out. And we'll have some more crossovers coming up next week because the Sharks are going to play the Ducks again soon. So stay tuned for that. All right, for Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Enjoy the hockey tonight. Stay safe, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together.